Hello, everyone. I am Eunister, a core surgical trainee in South Yorkshire. I would like to summarize NICE guidelines on urinary incontinence in neurological disease. In the history, include the urinary tract symptoms, bowel symptoms, sexual function, comorbidities, and the use of other medication, neurological symptoms, and diagnosis, as well as the clinical course of the neurological disease. Other than neurological examination, bedside assessments include urine dipstick, post-void residual urine volume, and the urinary flow rate in people who are able to void voluntarily. In people who are at high risk of renal complications, such as those with spinal bifida or spinal cord injury or anorectal abnormalities, do not offer urodynamic investigations routinely to people who are known to have a low risk of renal complications. For example, most people with multiple sclerosis, unless considering for surgical treatments. Refer patients for urgent investigation if they have any of the following red flag symptoms, i.e. hematuria, recurrent UTIs, loin pain, recurrent catheter blockages, hydronephrosis or kidney stones on imaging, or biochemical evidence of renal deterioration. The treatment to improve bladder storage in patients with neurological disease include behavioral treatment, such as time voiding or bladder retraining. If the patient suffers from overactive bladder symptoms, offer antimuscarinics to those with spinal cord disease, such as spinal cord injury or multiple sclerosis. Consider the medication for those with brain injury, such as stroke, cerebral palsy or head injury, or those with urodynamic proven impaired bladder storage. Offer botulinum toxin type A for adults or children and young people with spinal cord disease and with the symptoms of overactive bladder or with urodynamic investigations showing impaired bladder storage and in whom antimuscarinic drugs have proved to be ineffective or poorly tolerated. Before offering treatment, ensure that they are able to manage catheterization regimen should urinary retention develop after the treatment. Consider augmentation cystoplasty using an intestinal segment of people with non-progressive neurological disorders and complications of impaired bladder storage, for example, hydronephrosis or incontinence, and only after a thorough clinical and urodynamic assessment and discussion with the patient about complications, risk, and alternative treatments. Offer patients lifelong follow-up given the risk of long-term complications such as vitamin B, 12 deficiency and bladder cancer. In terms of the treatment for stress incontinence, consider pelvic floor muscle training for people with lower urinary tract dysfunction due to multiple sclerosis or stroke or other neurological conditions where the potential to voluntarily contract the pelvic floor is preserved. Consider autologous fascial sling surgery for people with neurogenic stress incontinence. Do not routinely use synthetic tapes and slings because of the risk of urethral erosion. Consider surgery to insert an artificial urinary sphincter only if other treatment fails. When considering inserting an artificial urinary sphincter, ensure the bladder has adequate low-pressure storage capacity. 
Postoperatively, it is important to monitor the upper urinary tract using annual ultrasound scans as bladder storage function can deteriorate in some people after treatment. Do not offer alpha blockers as a treatment for bladder emptying problems caused by neurological disease. Do not routinely use antibiotic prophylaxis for UTIs in people with neurogenic lower urinary tract dysfunction. When changing catheters in patients with long-term indwelling catheter, consider antibiotic prophylaxis for patients who have a history of symptomatic UTI after catheter change or experience trauma during catheterization. In terms of the monitoring and surveillance protocols, offer lifelong ultrasound surveillance to people who are at high risk of renal complications at annual or two yearly intervals. Those at high risk include people with spinal cord injury or spinal bifida and those with adverse features of urodynamic investigations such as impaired bladder compliance, the trusal sphincter dyssynergia or vesicourethroid reflux. Consider urodynamic investigations as part of a surveillance regimen for people at high risk of urinary tract complications. Besides, it is also important to discuss with the patients or their family members the increased risk of renal complications such as kidney stones, hydronephrosis and scarring, bladder stones or bladder cancer. When managing the transition of a person from pediatric services to adult services for ongoing care of neurogenic lower urinary tract dysfunction, formulate a clear structured care pathway at an early stage and involve the patient or their carers. Provide full summary of the patient's clinical history investigation results and the details of treatment for the person and receiving clinician. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to contribute to the podcast, please contact us at burstneurology.com opportunities.